Welcome back to Unsolved South. I am your host, Michelle. And I'm Maddie. We hope y'all had a good week. Maddie, anything new? Uh, this one is still in the future, so I don't know. You don't know. Oh, I do know. Yeah, I do know, though. Um, I signed up for Christmas pictures for my family. We're going to start doing Christmas cards. That's exciting. Yes, so we signed up for Christmas pictures, and I'm so excited. Are y'all going to do something crazy, or y'all just It's a fuzzy cow, like a real cow, Mm -hmm. and he's going to be in our pictures. Oh, the long-haired cows? Yes, the long-haired cows with the the horns. Yeah, so we're going to do those um, with our little family. Oh, that's so cute. I know, I'm excited. Well, I hope they work out well. Y'all, me too, because this is going to be a new tradition. I'm going to send out Christmas cards every year. So if you want a Christmas card from me, DM me on Facebook and and give me your address, and I'll put you in my address book for Christmas cards. Okay, I'm not going to do that, but I do want one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know your address, so. Good. That's good. Your address is that. I'm just kidding. Don't tell people my address because I might get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust nobody. Then I'll have to do a podcast about you being exactly. murdered. Exactly. Then you'll have to do another story. And I didn't get the impression you loved doing the story. <laughs> oh, it was rough. I don't want to be the host. It is a lot more difficult than you would think to do the research. Because all mean, of a sudden you can't talk. Yeah. When when this record button happens and you're trying to read, you all of a sudden can't talk, you can't read. And you can't remember anything that uh-uh. you that Researched. you had read. So you're like, mm, was that even the story? Yeah. Which I'm a little funky because I usually have a couple stories going at one time and I skip around. Yeah. So sometimes I can't remember, was that this story or was it this other story? So. Yeah, I don't know how you do it with the skip around. My brain ain't here to begin with. Well, and you're skipping around. There was a story that somebody brought up they wanted us to cover. And when I started working on it, I found a link to some other stories that I don't know if it got linked before. Mm. And then I found some information that was like, why have I never heard this? Right. And and then it just got to be a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I had to put it aside to, you know, just kind of let it settle for a little while. So I didn't get a chance to finish because that one, I don't, it may be like a several parter. And so then I was like, I want to do this one. So I started working on it. And then I was like, like this particular one, not a lot of information. So then I was like, oh, you know what I should do is this other one over here. So (laughs) then I kind of started on that one. But then I came back to this one that I'm about to do. So if you have given us a suggestion she is working on it. It's just she's working on like five or six different ones at a time. And also, I've I've got life. So yes. Um, also, we we are real people with real lives. So. Right. So it's uh, I'm working on it. It's just kind of slow going sometimes. So um, my thing this week, and like Matlin said, this is ahead so this is probably going to be a few weeks ago by the time you hear it but um the georgia guidestones got attacked and then they had to tear them down 
um, like I said, this is probably a few weeks ago by now, so they may have already caught whoever did it. If not, um, we're from close to this area, and... Where are the guidestones at? They're in Elmerton. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we've been there before, yeah. for sure. And we've driven by them like a hundred times. Every time we go out of town, we drive by them. Yeah. And, you know, but they're, they're important no matter how you feel about them. They're important to the people in the area. Also, it's a really cool, like, you know, And it's got that whole, whole mystery around it, like who built it and why did they build it. And it was so strategically laid out to line yeah. up with the sun and the moon. So, I mean, if nothing else, it was kind of cool. Yeah, so... And so it really sucks that somebody would do this. Plus, I mean, just because you don't agree with something really doesn't give you the right to mess it up for everybody. You're well, allowed I mean, to not agree with something and just don't visit. I mean, wasn't it just, like, in different languages how to, you know, replenish the world if the world ended? Yeah, but, um, like... I don't honestly remember what it said, but I know that Adam, um, my brother Adam, said that it was talking about how the population had to be thinned out and all of that. Um, so, and I know some people thought it was satanic. Um, oh, you know okay. how, I mean, and I don't want to offend anybody on their beliefs, but some people just believe that certain things are against God. Oh, yes. And oh, so, yes. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying you can have that belief and just ignore Leave it. people's stuff alone. Just ignore it. And you don't have to be a part of that. And you can keep your belief. But that belief doesn't have to be forced on other people. In any case. Yes, please don't force your beliefs on anybody else. It's not how you want, how people respond to it. No, it it really, when somebody tries to force their beliefs on you, mm. it tends to make you push back harder. Oh, for sure, for sure. And also, it feels like they're maybe not respecting your beliefs. Oh, 100%. So, you know, because if I believe a certain way and you're telling me your belief's so hard, it feels like you're attacking my beliefs. Right. And, and then I'm, I don't even want to listen to what your beliefs are because I feel offended that you're attacking mine. It's just yeah. not the way to deal with somebody. Oh, it's not. You know, I mean, you don't have to agree with somebody to, you Love know, to them and have a respect right for them. to respect their beliefs, mm -hmm. and and you can tell somebody your beliefs without being overbearing on it. So, but also, if people, if somebody says like, "No, I don't believe that. I don't want to believe that," you could just like let it go and stop bringing it up. But you could. I feel, like, their own. I feel like we got off on a different Let's go subject. back to the story. So, the Godstones. On a different subject here. So, um, in any case, I personally feel like the attack on the Godstones is tragic. And I'd kind of like to punch whoever did it in the face. <laughs> if I knew who it was. Um, so, my theory is that whoever this dummy is, they're going to want to talk about it. They're going to want to tell somebody what they did. They're going to want to brag. So, be listening. And if somebody, you know, starts talking like, mm, that's suspicious. Yeah. I mean, turn them in. Let's get them prosecuted. It, it's not right to destroy something just because, you know, you personally 
don't agree with it. I mean, there was really nothing about the Godstones that... I mean, it was just kind of cool to look at. I, I don't think anybody was out there worshiping the Godstones, you know? No. So, and I could be wrong. I don't, I don't know. So, um, in any case, if you know something, turn them in. Let's get them caught, because that's, that's just not right. Um, about this week's show, and we're going to uh, move in fairly quickly here, but I do want to give a warning, and I don't usually do this, but... This show's going to be a little heavy. Um, it just a little heavier than normal. Just because of the subject matter. So, a few weeks ago, somebody told me about an unsolved case involving a lady who was murdered in an area that I'm super familiar with. And y'all know how I love a story about a location that I've been to? Yeah. Cause I think because I can place it better. So, I was like, oh, I got to cover that. I got to look into it. But when I started looking into it, like a lot of these stories, there just was not a lot of information. There was 100% not enough information to carry an entire episode. Right. So, I did some quick search because I'm like, that's cool. I'll fill it out with another story. And I started looking for similar stories to kind of group with it. And then I ran into the problem that there were so many of these stories. Yeah. And remember, I'm only looking at stories that take place in the South. And mm. there were still so many to choose from that I had a hard time choosing. So, actually, this is going to be at least a two-part episode. Ooh, our first two-parter. Yeah. I... I I picked a story to kind of fill out the end, and then once I got, I thought it went one way, and then once I got into the research, it was like a story on its own, and I was like, well, my goodness, I have messed up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I split it up, so we're going to do the first um, part today, and then the next part next week. So, you won't have to remember anything from one story to the next. Right. Because it'll be just a totally different story. So, don't worry about that if you get out of order, because I know somebody said they got out of order, and then they were like, did it matter? It does not. And it will not. We'll try not to make it matter. Well, try not to ever make it matter, but it might some point. Yeah, it might. And we'll give you a heads up if it did. Yeah, so you can take notes or save them so you can listen back to back. Okay, so, are you ready? Yes, let's get started. All right. Let me ask you this. Do you know... The Muffin Man. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> and now you're going to feel like uh, a complete ass when I finish the question. Oh, no. You're going to feel like a complete ass. <laughs> Who else thought she was going to say Muffin Man? No. Okay, go ahead. Do you know the leading cause of death for pregnant women in the United States? Jesus. Um, spousal abuse. Homicide. It Pretty is close. homicide. So, I personally was shocked when I read that. I I actually would have thought that it would have had something to do with not having good prenatal care or something related to delivery, hemorrhage. Yes, something like something. that. That's where my mind went. Yeah. And when I read that, I was, I was actually pretty shocked. I, uh, 
that's hard to hear. That's hard to to know. Yeah. So, um, remember when I said these stories are going to be a little heavier than usual? All of these stories involve pregnant women. So, let's take a deep breath and get started. You ready? Yep. All right. 22-year-old Jenna Nielsen and her husband, Tim, lived in Raleigh, North Carolina with their two young sons. She was eight and a half months pregnant with son number three, already named Ethan. Tim was working hard to support their growing family, and Jenna wanted to help them get ahead to prepare for when the baby was born. So she had recently taken a job delivering newspapers in the early hours as the rest of her family slept. On the Thursday morning of June 14, 2007, at approximately 3.30 a.m., Jenna arrived at the usual first stop along her route, the American Food Mart, at the intersection of Lake Wheeler Road and Centennial Parkway. She left her vehicle running, she got out, loaded the newspaper machine, and then on her way back to the car, a man came up behind her, grabbed her, and drug her behind the gas station. She fought and in the struggle was stabbed a single time in the throat. At autopsy, they discovered the knife had hit her carotid, ar carotid artery and her internal jugular vein, causing her to bleed out. As she lay dying, the man ran away into the darkness. Did they say why he attacked her? Well, did he take anything? Well, we'll get into that. Okay. Her father, who she was super close to, had not heard anything from her that morning, but he wasn't immediately concerned. He thought she had gone into labor and maybe they just hadn't called him yet. So her husband, on the other hand, when she did not come home on time after her route, he immediately was concerned. And he called 911 and got the police out looking. And the police, for their part, immediately jumped on it. This is an eight and a half month pregnant woman and her family cannot get in touch with her and she is late getting back. Right. So the police did not do any of this bull crap or we'll look for, she's grown, whatever. They wait 72 hours, right. all that. Um, yeah. They went out and started looking. So at about 4.30, remember she had just left at 3.30. So yeah. the police and her husband were, they were on it. Um, at about 4.30 a.m., the police pulled into the American um, food pantry and saw her car with the keys still in it, still running, two of the doors open, her purse inside. What? So they knew it wasn't a robbery situation. They ventured around to the back of the store and they found Jenna's body face down in a pool of blood. Her pants and underwear had been pulled down, leading to the belief that the motive was a sexual assault. A rape kit was collected, and it was negative, so she was able to fight this twat waffle off, and that's a small comfort to her family. He did, however, leave behind some DNA, but he wasn't in the system. Mm. So... Either this was his first time, or it had not been reported, or he did not leave DNA before. If it was his first time, you kind of conclude it's probably a younger person. Yeah. Um, or somebody that just kind of snapped or whatever. 
So later that day, police found a knife with a homeless person in the area. More specifically, the homeless person found a knife and brought it, called the police, and they come and got it from him. So he turned it, it in. It wasn't the homeless guy. He turned in the knife. The police never specified whether this was the murder weapon or not, though. Hmm. The following day, at about 1.30 a.m., so really late that night, early the next morning, 911 received a call from a Spanish-speaking man who said he had information related to Jenna's death. The call came from a payphone near the intersection of South Sanders and West South Streets. Ooh, say that three times fast. I wonder why that's not Southwest Street. Why would they choose to name it West South Street? Are you sure that's right? Yes, that is. I guess it's South Street and it's the western end. That makes sense. Mm, okay. Okay. Answered my own question there. Anyway, the caller hung up and police rushed to the payphone to try to take fingerprints and DNA, see if they could see him. They didn't catch him and I could not find a follow-up on if they found any evidence, DNA, fingerprints, whatever, or if that led anywhere. I looked. I could not find any information on that. Uh, later that same day, and remember this is the day after she was attacked, the police released a sketch of a man that they said had been hanging out around the food mart that night the night mm -hmm. before she went, uh, before she was attacked. This man was a man of unknown ethnicity. He was short, slightly built, in his teens to early 20s, described as having black hair tied back in a ponytail, wearing a sleeveless dark colored shirt, baggy denim shorts, okay? Mm -hmm. A witness described a similar-looking man running away from the scene at about the same time as the murder. Hmm. One thing that confused me was that after the police put the sketch out, they said the sketch had been causing confusion what? among the community members. So then they pulled away from that sketch. So, I couldn't figure out what that was about. I looked into it, but I really didn't figure out what it was about. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I wonder if um, the person that called 911 had given the description, and maybe they did get DNA and realized that that was the attacker and thought it was like a ruse. Um, that's just speculation on my part. I honestly don't hmm. know. But they did release this sketch, and, and it will be with the show notes, so you can post it online. Okay. And, um, but I, I, I couldn't understand what they meant by it was causing confusion in the community. Yeah. So, they pulled back on that sketch, and I don't know. So, her family offered a $15,000 reward. They still have that reward open for any information leading to an arrest and a conviction. They have had hundreds of tips come in, but none have really panned out. They even had a, a tip come in where there was a man that was 
it wasn't connected, so I, I can't honestly remember, but I, I want to say it was in Mississippi, mm -hmm. and it was like a month after she was murdered, and they put a picture of him next to the sketch, and it was dead on. Oh. But they, he had had DNA left at the scenes that he was involved in, because they knew who he was, and um, it was not him. Huh. But he looked just like the sketch. That is... I was like, because I never think anybody looks like the sketch. Yeah. But I was like, mm, that guy looks... And it was just like a month after her murder. Huh. He was accused of raping like a few different women over those weeks. Pregnant women? No. Just no. women. Not specified as pregnant. Got it. Um... I just thought it was weird because he looked so much like yeah. the sketch. But, so they were getting um, tips and stuff, but nothing really has panned out, and this has been a while. Now, under North Carolina law at the time that Jenna was murdered, despite the fact that Ethan was viable and capable of surviving outside of the womb, only her murder was recognized by North Carolina law. Oh, that meant that if her murderer was caught, he would not be charged with Ethan's death. Oh, my goodness. So, this prompted North Carolina lawmakers in 2011 to pass the Unborn Victims of Violence Act, which is also now known as Ethan's Law. Oh, yeah. I think I heard about that. Yeah. So, this case inspired them to do that this allows prosecutors to bring the same charges on a a person yeah regarding the baby as they do the mother so if you attack a pregnant woman then they can they can charge you also with attacking the baby good so um that's what this law does and you know that that gave her family a little I don't, I don't even think you could get comfort, but, you know, at, at least something good came out of it. Right. So, in the years since her slaying, her family members set up a website, and that is Justice, the number four, Jenna. So, Justice for Jenna. In an effort to keep the case in the public eye. And this is where the tips came in that I was talking about, about the guy that looks so much like the sketch. Yeah. Um, so, they are still getting tips, but so far, none have panned out. But this murder is solvable. Right. This man left DNA. He left a ton of evidence. He, it is solvable. They just have to make a match. And the chances that this man did this one time mm -hmm. and never again. Unlikely. Super unlikely. So, somewhere he's probably in the system and they're just so backed up. They have not even made a match. Yeah. But this case, unless this man died or went to prison, he did this again. Oh, for sure. So, this case is solvable. So, if you know anything... Please either contact the Justice for Jenna page or the North Carolina police um, and let them know. I mean, yeah. the North Carolina Bureau of Investigation, any of them, will be able to direct you. 
it looks like Justice for Jenna is a really good place to send tips because they are turning them over to the police. They are checking it out. So, do you have anything about that one? Do you have any thoughts, theories, anything to say? I had something cross my mind when you were first telling it. Her, her um, newspaper run was only an hour. But they couldn't get in touch with her. Right, but she left the house at 3.30, and by 4.30, the police were already at the... Which was her place. first stop, so it would have been the first place she went. So, Correct, I think when her, but husband, but when her husband got up, probably they had a routine, which would be she left, everybody was asleep. The husband would get up, probably make the lunches for the kids and get them ready for school, all of that. Probably at that point he would contact her or she would contact him and wake him up. And when he could not get her on the phone, okay, because he started calling. I didn't make that clear. I apologize. He started calling and she was not answering. Got it. Okay. And so he was like, something, something's not right. She's not answering. Something's not right. Well, he had the kids. And so he called the police and said, you know, can you go check it out? She was found at her very first stop. Right. So, you know, it probably is 30 minutes or so later. He woke up. He starts calling, calling 10, 15 minutes. He's like, something's got to be wrong. He just felt like something was off. He, okay. He said he felt immediately like something was off. And they never suspected him of anything, correct? No. no. Um, it seems like they were very happy. They were, you know, super excited yeah. about the baby. They had a nice family. They were close with her family. Um, after she died, he took the kids and he moved back to his home state because they had just recently moved to North Carolina to be closer to her family. Oh. Specifically her father. And so after she died, he took the kids and he moved back to his home state, which was Utah. Mm -hmm. And, um, but they still keep in touch with her family. The kids are still able to visit with and talk to her family from what I'm gathering in my research. Um, her father mentioned that he's getting to watch the kids grow and to make sure that they know all about their mother. So, it's a super sad story, and I probably yeah. got it muddled when, because the, the father, she would always call after the route. Right. And so, when he didn't hear anything after the route, he was not suspicious at all that something was wrong. But her husband, when he didn't hear from her, when he got up, he immediately was like, something's off. Something's okay. off. So, that's probably... And then he called the father, her father, after the police come to the house and let him know what had happened. He called her father and asked him to come to the house. And the father didn't know what to expect. And then when he pulled up, he saw all the police cars and everything. And he knew something bad had happened. Oh, my goodness. So, it was, um, yeah, it was a tragic story. It, well, it's just, I don't know. So, this next story we're going to move on is 
just as tragic, but this is the one that is the reason I wanted to do this episode. And it's just as tragic, but there is not as much information. And it's strange. It That is so strange to me that there is not information on this. Because yeah. there should be. So... Amy Ellison was 27. She was a single mother of three daughters, and she had a baby on the way. Amy was estranged from her husband, and he had moved out of town. She lived with her kids in tiny Gerard, Georgia, which had a population of 152 people. Where is that at? Waynesboro. Got it. It's where Vogel is. Oh, so so super close. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot known about this case. Like I said, there were a few news stories. Most of them were on the anniversaries of and not at the time of. Um, I did find a Facebook page for her after and it took some digging to even find that. Really? But it was in memory of her. Not so much in like a tip. Justice. Yeah, not so much as in getting her justice. Um, not like a tip line thing or anything like that. It wasn't well kept up. Like, they weren't constantly posting. It was mostly just holidays and stuff. Yeah. And it, it was really just people sharing memories of her. Which yeah. is nice, but it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. So, um, on this page, and this is, the page is old. I mean, I don't think it's had... I don't think it had any updates after like a year or two after she was murdered. Oh, wow. Okay. There was an exchange on that page that I feel like is worth mentioning. The admin of the page mentioned that Amy's case didn't have any resolution and there were no leads. And it was getting cold. And another cold case had recently been solved in Florida. And this person kind of mused that why would why were they getting action on this other case and not her case and they said um and i believe this is run by her friend but i'm not positive okay but i believe it is but this person said that maybe because they had no leads and the case was getting cold that they should reach out to somebody like nancy grace or somebody of the like To kind of force some movement on the case. And Amy's sister responded that they were advised, and I'm pretty sure she said by law enforcement, that bringing publicity to the case would be a bad idea. What? Then she said that reaching out to Nancy Grace or anybody else should be a decision made by the family and nobody else. What? So... How on earth could publicity be a bad thing for a cold case? So, at the time, the case was only a couple years old. Still, if you've got no movement in a couple of years, the police are not doing their jobs, or obviously they got nothing left, so why not get more publicity? Right. I thought it was odd, and my only theory is that 
police if cover the up? police well no that wasn't my theory <laughs> if the police had a suspect in mind and they were about to move on them they would not want them to get spooked by publicity but it doesn't seem like that was the case because there has been no movement. No movement at, at all. all. So, um, and remember, this is 2012. So, Ten know. years ago. Yeah. And there, math real quick. <laughs> yeah. And there was no movement, and there has been no movement to this Man, day. 2012 was ten years ago. It does not feel like ten years ago. That feels like, like, last year. I know. Jeez. Oh. I'm where when somebody says the 80s, and I still think it was 20 years ago. Yeah, same with the 90s. I feel like <laughs> it was like 10 years ago. Right, so it's weird how time works. Okay, so anyway, back to this story. Sorry about it. No, it's fine. Uh, there wasn't press on this story. Like I said, most of the newspaper articles I could find, and... And there was, like, literally not a lot. I couldn't find another a blog. I couldn't find... Nobody on Web Sleuths had anything to say about it. I could not find it covered on any other podcast. There were a couple articles, most of them on the anniversaries, 5 and then 10. But as far as what was going on at the time, I couldn't find anything. It was very, very little information. What happened? So, on March 6, 2012, about 5.30 in the morning, Amy's oldest daughter woke up to find her mom bleeding on the floor of their hall. What? She called, I believe I saw somewhere that the little girl was nine at the time. Mm -hmm. But um, when I went back to double check that, I couldn't find it again. So, uh, But she was young. I mean, because Amy was only 27. Yeah. So she was young. Um, the little girl called 911, and here is the transcript of that. Dispatch, you just woke up. Tell me what your mom is doing. She's laying on the floor, bloody, everywhere. She's bloody? Yeah. Tearful. You keep on, you keep that phone on you. I'm going to have an ambulance coming. Okay, just get here fast because we're alone. The little girl also called her aunt, who arrived as quickly as possible. Um, and I believe she beat the ambulance there. She found the girls huddled together in the corner crying, and she was struck that they were not near their mother. They were just in the corner crying. So, imagine this child, so young. She gets up. She, I imagine she heard the noise because she Something. was up at 5.30 in yeah. the morning. Um, she gets up. She sees her mom bleeding in the hall. You know, she's got her younger sibling there, siblings there, you know, and she takes charge, bless her little heart, and calls 911, and her concern is that they're in the house alone. Yeah. And, you know, and she could have been scared that whoever did it was still in the house. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just could not even imagine. I couldn't imagine it as an adult. No. So, I don't, I don't even know how this child managed 
So, the police arrived on the scene by 554. Mm -hmm. Amy and her unborn child had died of a single gunshot wound to the stomach. Oh my goodness. So, somebody was out to kill the baby. Somebody shot her in the baby. The shot nicked her colon. If it had not, she probably would have survived. Oh my goodness. Nothing was taken from the house. There was no forced entry. So police were pretty confident that she had answered a knock at the door and it was probably from someone she knew and they shot her. Police said that they had interviewed her estranged husband. Remember, he had moved away though. They had inter interviewed the new man in her life who they neglected to name. Hmm. They also said that they did know who the baby's father was, but they would not release that information either. Did they interview him? My assumption was that it was one of those two men. Now, oh, okay. true, it could have been a third man. Yeah. They did not specify we know who he is and we interviewed him. They just said we know who he is and we're not going to release that information. In 2017, um, Sheriff Alfonso Lewis came in. Yeah. He was not the sheriff at the time of the murder. So he came into office and he said that they believed the pregnancy could have been the motive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They offered a $10,000 reward, but to date, there have not been any leads. Well, I wonder why. There's, it's not anywhere. So, back to this where they would not release the father's name. My theory, and this is literally just a theory. I did not see this anywhere. I did not see a hint of this anywhere. That is the this sister's is, boyfriend? This is... Or husband? Is that what you were going to say? It wasn't what I was going to say because I was trying not to go there. If I'm being 100% honest, yes, I had mentioned that to my husband. <laughs> that I was like, I wonder if the sister is married. Could it have been her husband? Because I don't want to say it's suspicious that she didn't want anybody to contact Nancy Yeah, because we, we don't know what was going on at the time, what the police told them or whatever, but... And unless you're in that situation, you don't really know how you'll react. Yeah. And it was, it is possible that the police were like, hey, we're on the verge of an arrest. We are on the verge of an arrest right now. So we just need y'all to hang tight, don't do anything... To disrupt anything, don't do anything to spook this person. We are on the verge. So, that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. Also, I will say in speaking to some of the families in stories we've done in the past, they have not always reacted the way I feel like I would. Right. Um, I'm not going to name names at all. But I spoke to a family about a victim that's missing on one of our past stories. And they were very standoffish. 
Yeah. And very much where, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if I want it to be on a podcast. And then they said that there had actually been a podcast done about it. And if I needed information, I could just listen to that. Which I'm not going to listen to another podcast to rip off the story they did. I'm going to do my own research and look it up and jump to my own conclusions and go from there. I'm not going to just live off of somebody else's work. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not who I am. Yeah. So, if I can't do my own research on it, I would just rather not do it. Right. Um, which, I did do the research on it. We did cover the story. This is a story we covered. But, um, I really just wanted to ask them two or three questions just to kind of clarify some information that had come up in my research. Yeah. And, um, I... They just didn't act the way I I felt like I would have. If it were me and you went missing, Mm. I would contact every podcast, every news organization. I'd be on Nancy Grace's doorstep. I would. I don't care what kind of podcast. If it was a financial podcast, I'd be emailing them and saying, hey, can you mention my daughter's story? Yeah. There is not a soul that would reach out to me. That, that you I would, turn down would be... say, no, I don't know if I want you to do it. Yeah. You know? And it just struck me as odd. I'm not going to lie about it. It, it, it struck really me as odd. And I don't believe that this family had anything to do with this disappearance. I 100% do not believe that. I think the disappearance was um, completely unrelated to them. But... And I don't know if maybe somebody in the past had taken advantage of them somehow, um, if they had had a bad experience. Yeah. If, you know, I don't know what their experiences were, so I don't know if they have a reason for the way they reacted. But I do know that sometimes these families don't react the way I feel like I would have. Right. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying it's not what I would expect. And so... Personally, it's a flaw in my character, probably. I have a hard time, if it's not the way I would react, I have a hard time understanding why you react that way. Yeah. And so, I will try. I try not to be judgmental. I try to get to your point of view. But I don't always understand where you're coming from. Right. Because I do tend to judge it off of my own my own thing. And Billy tells me all the time, I'm way more aggressive than a lot of women are. Um, I'm just not just your average, the way women normally react. Yeah. Where they're kind of passive and stuff. Mm-hmm. I am a very aggressive person. I'm, it's just who I am. <laughs> and so I do tend to confront things head on. Yeah. And And so I have a little bit of an issue understanding why other people don't do that same thing. That's my character flaw. That's not on them. But I'm trying not to judge the way people react. But also stuff does pop into my head where I'm like, mm, that's shady. Why'd they react like that? I'm human. That's who I am. So, yes, that popped into my head. And I did mention it. 
I, I believe from the interviews that I have seen that her sister has done, I don't believe that her sister had anything to do with it. Okay. But it was my first thought. thought. So, what I actually was going to say on this one was that when they said that they knew who the father was, but they weren't going to release that information, that they were protecting him from something. And if he was just a single dude out there, you know, that had just run across her at the bar or whatever, um, it, you know, wh wh why wouldn't you release his name? Yeah. That seems strange. Yeah. So my my theory for sure is that he was married. Mm -hmm. Um. Or and or he was someone maybe a little higher up in the community. Yeah. Not necessarily in Gerard, but um. How pregnant was she? I don't remember if I see it. You didn't say. Um. Oh, it's weird that I would have left it out. It's weird that I would have left that out. I want to say she was like three months. I'll uh, look it up and you can mention it afterwards in the closing okay. or something. Because um, it is weird that I did not put it. Because I just wanted to know if she had started showing or if, you know, she had just, you were in a release that she was pregnant. Because people usually wait till 12 weeks. True. Which is three months. Yeah. I, I want to say she was three months. But like I said, I did a couple stories. And so yeah. I'm not 100% that was this Got one. it. So we'll add that back in because that, that was my oversight. That was a weird detail to leave out. So I don't remember if I just never saw it. Or if I just, for some reason, neglected to put it in there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was weird. So we'll add it back. In any case... um. The thing you need to know, and we mentioned it a little bit earlier, is that um, Plant Vogel is in this area. Yeah. And that is a nuclear power facility that mm -hmm. was being built at the time. Um, it It's fairly recently gone live on parts of it. It's not all the way running. It's a whole thing. In any case, um, there are a lot of travelers yeah. That come in and out. Um, any of them could have been a suspect. Both as the baby daddy and uh, as just somebody that, you know, I mean, just because they're travelers don't make them not creeps. Yeah. Um, but that is something in the area. Also, Burke County has Waynesboro, which is a still a small town, but it's a bigger small town. Right. You know, and there's... They've had some scandals, yeah. so it's at all possible that it was somebody, you know, just higher up in the county-wise, not necessarily in Gerard. Mm -hmm. It is possible it was somebody that had something to do with Plant Vogel because that plant has brought probably, at this point, millions of dollars into the economy. Yeah. Um, they employ... Billy's going to kill me, but I want to say it's like 5,000 people or so, 8,000 people yeah. that they employ. Um, so that's huge. And a lot of them are from out of town, out of state, whatever. But there are a bunch of them that are local. So um, 
you know, if it was something having to do with that, I can see why the police would do a little cover-up. If it was somebody higher in the community, I can see where police would do a little cover-up. If it was, or not a cover-up per se, but just protecting the baby daddy. Right. Um, if it was, it's a small town. So, if it was somebody that was married, the police might have just done the dude a solid and left his name out. I don't know. This dude has to have some connections. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're right. I, I don't see them just uh, some average guy that is yeah. nobody to nobody. And they're like, oh, let us help you out and protect your marriage by not mentioning your name as this baby daddy. Yeah, <laughs> so, no. This guy's got money. Um, it. It would feel like there was a reason. Yeah. I also believe that could be the reasoning behind them saying, let's don't go to Nancy Grace. So, Mm, not the sister of the police. Them saying, let's don't bring Um, more press to this. Yeah, because then they would have to... She would figure out a way to get the... Right. Baby Daddy's name. And it may be an embarrassment at that point to the police force, the sheriff's office, that the name was not released if he had something to do with it. And then all of a sudden it hit the papers and all. That may wind up being an embarrassment to them because they tried to protect it. Again, but what would that have to do with the family? Why would the family care if the police was embarrassed? Well, I don't think they necessarily would, but I'm just saying if the police could have very well said, hey, you know, look, you don't want to cause any ripples in this. You don't want to get any extra press because this guy could get spooked and ruined. Yeah, well. You know, if he was a traveler, if he was, you know... It's been 10 years. I would have released it by now. I would have too. I would have released it a long, long time ago. But that's just me. But I looked up a story. It was the 10th anniversary. And they had not released what the guy's name was. At this point, it feels like, why not? You know? Yeah. It's been 10 years. But there has been no, there have been no leads. And a town that small, it feels like if there was people in a town that small talk. Yeah. If I mean. It would have gotten out at all, then people would know about exactly. it. Exactly. So that leads me to believe it may not have been somebody from that town. Yeah. It may sense. have been somebody from Waynesboro. It may have been somebody, um. From Richmond County, which is not far in a huge county. Yeah. I mean, right across the South Carolina line. I mean, that area has a lot of counties around it oh, that for sure. are have some cities that are heavy, heavily populated. So, but I don't know why the police would say, "Well, we're not going to release this guy's name, and he's just some dude from some random dude from Scriven County." You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't exactly make sense either. Huh, how weird would it be if he was listening right now and he's like, I am some dude from Scrubbing County. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be that funny because then he's like, let me, uh, this person doesn't give out the address. So let me go over there and stop this podcast. 
I didn't really give out the address. I said, DM me if you're my address. <laughs> this is to my close family and friends, okay? If you are some weirdo listening, don't send, don't ask me. I'm just not going to put my address on it. I'll just in send all it to honesty, you. <laughs> in all honesty, to listen, you kind of got to be a little bit of a weirdo, right? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, who isn't? So, um, all right. So, anybody with information on the murder of Amy Ellison should contact the Burke County Sheriff's Office. That number would be 706-554-2133. Or you can contact the GBI, who at this point, I feel like we should just link to, because I do tend to do a lot of stories in Georgia. Yeah. Maybe we just sketchy people in Georgia. I don't know. Well, I mean, we... I know, but I keep trying to get out of state. Like, I went to North Carolina for the first story. Yeah. I keep trying to get out of state, but it feels like we always circle back. Well, I don't live in Georgia, so... Yeah. GBI's number is 706-595-2575. So, that's all I've got on that. That's the end of part one. That is the end of part one. And the second part is not going to cover either of these stories. It's a completely new story, which um, may just be one story for that episode. Because, like I said, I got to dig in and some stuff come out. I was like, what is even happening Give us here? a little teaser. Um, well, it's about another pregnant woman. Yeah. Who went missing. Ooh, she's missing? She is missing. And, um, to this day, they've not found her body. But they've got a fairly good guess on what happened to her. But no idea where she is. Huh. So, it's an interesting story. But, um, it's a sad one. All of these stories are sad. I don't know why I think I say it's sad, but every week it's sad. Yeah. Every week it's somebody. Except for the Whistler episode, that wasn't sad. Yeah, then that wasn't. <laughs> I did like that. We keep coming back to the Whistler. Keep coming back to it. Did anybody talk to you about your story? Mm-mm. No. Nobody? Uh, Billy listened and he said he really liked it. Oh. He said you did a good job. Well, thank you. I have not looked, but I will tell you what happened when I went in to listen to my podcast today. Um, not like my personal podcast, but like my list of podcasts. Yeah. But I looked at my personal podcast, this one, and all the episodes I had already listened to were unlistened to. So, I huh. don't know what that was about. Weirdo. And I hope it was just on ours, because yeah. we don't have that many, so I know which ones I've listened to and which ones I haven't so far. But I've got podcasts that I listen to that I'm like hundreds of episodes oh, in. No. So I really hope it didn't undo them. Yeah, I hope not. But that was on Podcast Addict, so it's probably not like that everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, but that's not fun at all. I was like, oh, that's weird. All of these episodes are back. Oh, no. What? Did they update the app for? Oh, okay, no, never mind. <laughs> I was just looking at some of the podcasts that I listen to. Yeah. To see if, um, mine still said played for ours. Okay, mine don't. Mine, when, it, when you play them, it takes them completely off the list. Oh. 
and then you got to go back and do like all of them or whatever it is to get them to show you. Yeah. So when I look at it, what it shows me is generally just ones I have not played. And when I looked at it today, it was all of them. Gotcha. And I was like, what is happening? Mm. So, but with ours, it's not a major deal because we ain't got there yet where it's like, oh, crap. Yeah. So, but I don't have a story or anything this week. Good, because we only have so two more minutes before we're out of time. time. Mm-mm. Well, that's a good thing I cut out that third story because I'd have never got any. We did talk a lot in the beginning of this one, though. <laughs> we did. We did. So. All right. Well, y'all, like and rate. And review. And review us. Join our Facebook group. Yeah. And y'all can talk on there. It's cool. Y'all yeah, can make don't, comments and Don't stuff. be scared. You like, ain't got to be shy. You can tell us what you think. Yeah. You can talk about the the podcast you can talk about the story you can give your theory whatever you want to do you can tell us the story you want us to cover you can do whatever so and remember if you're a weirdo and you want a christmas card from matlin ask her for her address (laughs) so you can come get her in the middle of the night okay share it with share it with Hmm, your your gynecologist. Okay, your gynecologist. Okay, bye.